0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML. Buying a home? Selling your home? You've come to the right place. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900CHML.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with REMAX, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy. Real
2: Real Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Welcome aboard. It's another beautiful Saturday in the city of Hamilton, and we are going to infiltrate your mind with everything real estate for the next hour, including uh, apartment prices in the area that are sky high. November being the month where you should be buying. And also talk about New Zealand and its radical new housing law that may or may not help Canada curb its skyrocketing real estate prices. Of course, for the hottest listings in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara, you got to go online, and that website to go to is robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. And you can follow the Golfie team on instagram facebook and twitter rob what is going down in real estate these days
1: well i um you know what we're you know we're opening up a uh, an office in uh burlington on brant street so we've been doing some renovations there and and things are taking its time unless it's labor unless it's labor but when you have to order product oh like it's just one thing <laughs> at a time it's just like baby steps to get things done so what we did, what we did in Burlington, um, like right away when I, I bought the place, when I took possession, uh, I got, um, I had uh, guys go in to take a look at, and dig around the house for the new weeping tiles. Cause I knew the house was old and that, you know, and as we gutted the house, we can see the age of the house. Uh, and I, it's, it's over a hundred years old. And, uh, but I said, let's get the weeping tiles done. And, because I I don't want to have any problems because I'm going to be investing a lot of money in landscaping and everything on the outside. I don't want to have a problem after say, Hey, we should have done this now. um, So we we did all the weeping tiles, put a sump pump in there. Fantastic. That's great. And also, and and I knew I was going to do that. So, so, you know, so that expense was there when I I knew I was going to do that. The second thing was we had to I wanted to remove all the insulation, but I didn't know I had some asbestos insulation in my attic. So so these are some of the things that you come across as you're renovating that you don't expect. Like I knew there was insulation up there, but I didn't know there was asbestos. So it didn't cost me too much. It was both, I don't know, $3,500 to remove all that. I'm going to re-insulate it, but we just want to make it clear up there so that we can actually – you know, do all the wiring and everything. Cause I'm putting all new wiring in this place, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's coming along. Uh, I, I'm just getting the floor planned Uh, I, uh, this week. So now we're ready to start, uh, you know, uh, framing and stuff like that. Um, it's going it to be like a brand new house. The only thing that's going to be original in that house is, is the brick the joists around uh, the outside and, uh, and that's it. Like it's, it's going to be a brand new and the foundation, that's it. But it's going to be a brand new house once I'm done and it should be good for another 50 years. So I'll be gone by then. So I don't have to worry (laughs) about it. (laughs) My kids maybe have to worry about it if they still have the place, who knows? But yeah, like, but, and these are some of the things now I, I gutted this whole place knowing what I was going to do. And, 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 and the one mistake I make is that I judge, I'm, I, I got a number in my mind that what I think is going to cost me and it, and, and, and uh, like, I didn't, you know, write it on paper, but I do have a number in my mind. It probably, it always goes over. It always goes over. You should always write down everything that you're going to do, the cost and everything uh, for, for somebody that if they're doing flips like this or, or doing this to buy a house to move in, be very very careful, uh, and, uh, you know. Always have it written down. But I, I, this is probably my third or fourth that I've completely gutted a house and re put it together. Uh, and uh, so I have a general idea, but I, I, but every time I go over, I always go over because there's other things that come up other things that come up in the house that are unexpected. So it's just a a little bit of a, a little bit of a tale, uh, you know, to tell people like, be very careful when you buy a house and uh, and, and, and renovating. Like I have a a really good friend of mine. I sold their house. Now they're looking. And uh, now his, his wife is saying, honey, like we, whatever we're going to buy, we're going to have to do some renovations. Right. And he's going, I don't want no problems. I just want something newer, you know, because it's done. Like he, he, he wants a headache free to go in. And I told him, I said, you know what, you're not going to get that or otherwise you're going to pay. You're going to pay huge for that. So I think he's get, starting to be uh, getting uh, the realization that that, you know, uh, he may have to you know put a new kitchen, some new flooring. And and I said stuff like that is easy flooring, kitchen and in uh, bathrooms. Uh, it's when you have to do structurally and stuff like that that gets pretty uh, pretty expensive. But um, but yeah, you got to be very very careful when uh, when you're buying a place and renovating it. You better have the budget because you uh, we always go over budget. You always so, do.
2: So um, not only you know the advice for people out there who are looking at you know buying a property, maybe flipping it or or, or just renovating it to perhaps add a little bit of a buffer to your budget because of those unexpected circumstances.
1: You, you, exactly. You know what? You know what it is. I I I'm going to come up with a list that I can give to people if they're thinking of um, renovating, like total rental. Like and and, and there's two. Make, make three lists. Uh, like a, a lipstick rental, uh, a, a, ha- a kind of a semi rental or a full rental, and and have everything listed in there. See what the cost is. Like you know, put down from the outside, you know, weeping tiles, uh, landscaping, like what they figure, and it, and it's a good indicator to see if you can afford to buy this house. Like I said, a lot of people end up buying houses, and they think they can renovate, and they can't afford to finish it. And it it, 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 and it doesn't happen to too many, but the odd person, you you see some houses that are half renovated. I know people that I've been in, and they couldn't finish it. They're living on on wood, like plywood. They couldn't put, they couldn't afford to put hardwood anymore just because the cost of other things that came up that they had to they had to put a, a stop on everything until they can afford to, to do anymore and they were doing little bits and pieces at a time as time went on so you know the planning for them wasn't as good but be, so people got to be very careful and know exactly what they're getting into and make sure they have the money and budget to do it because I'll tell you uh, cost of goods today is so expensive and it'll 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 hurt you badly financially if you're not prepared, right?
2: And the other thing that can be thrown sideways on a project like uh, you're describing is the timeline because when those things do pop up, the timeline gets lengthened a little bit more, and the next thing that happens, it gets delayed again. So what what's your timeline? when When do you expect this to be ready?
1: Well, you know what? For me to order Windows, we're we're four months in. So we're just ordering Windows uh, on Monday, Tuesday. So, so I'm four months. So it, so I'm going to be probably April. So I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to be in there April, the end of April, the latest um, windows is the key factor. And what else is a, is a delay and then cabinets cabinets for the place is another four months. So we got to, that's why we got to get the floor plans in right away, get it framed. So then we know what we can order for cabinets because we got to get those cabinets ordered ASAP so that in April we're ready to put it together and uh, finalize everything. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not easy, like waiting something for four months is, is a long time, but, uh, but, but that's just, the way life is right now and everything is delayed. It's like, it's, you know, I, and, and, not, and you also have the delay of, of, uh, of the city, you know, cities are always giving you delays of everything. Like I had to get a survey and it took, you know what, it took me, I don't know, two months just for them to tell me, Oh yeah, this survey company has your, uh, has a copy of the survey. You just have to pay them. Like they could have gave me that information within a week
2: but mm-hmm. they didn't.
1: Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, like everything's taken forever. I think, I don't know. I, I think it's just the way uh, we're getting used to working
2: Yeah, well, why little did, by little. Yeah. Why did you feel it was important to set up shop in Burlington?
1: You know what it is we do a lot of business in burlington and we have a lot of agents that uh work with uh, with us at the golfy team in burling that live in burlington so we wanted to set up uh like a a, a sub office from our main office in hamilton just so that the agents can you know meet clients in burlington and work out of there too so uh, and so now we cut co- like we, we do cover the hamilton halton uh niagara brantford area so we want to make sure our agents have a place to go to and, uh, and work out of if they need to, or meet clients to, 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 to work in Burlington and Brantford and different areas. So yeah, no, it's, it's working out well. Everybody's excited. Everybody's looking forward to it. I'm over there every single day, you know, looking at the progress and stuff like that. So we're, we're pretty excited. So,
2: so when does the Niagara detachment open?
1: <laughs> Niagara, Niagara, Niagara is open now. It's fully running. We got agents in there every single day working. We got our signs up on the on the building. We are very very happy with the turnout uh, that happened in in uh, in Niagara Falls there. Um, so our, our Niagara because yeah, we do we do a fair amount in Niagara. Like I mean, our team is is probably we've got probably one of the largest teams in Canada. And, uh, so, and we've got agents that live all across different regions, right. You know, like from Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, Welland, uh, right into, you know, uh, Grimsby, Stony Creek, Hamilton, uh, Brantford, Ancaster, like every, like, like we're like, we're like a, if you put a map out of, of everybody where they live, it, it would show like, oh, wow, you guys do cover a lot of areas because we have we have people that live in all these different regions. And we want, we want to make sure that they live and work in those areas and, and we can service people easily. So if somebody says, hey, I need to meet somebody in an hour. So we would call the agent on our team and say, hey, you, you live in let's say Aldershot Burlington and uh, these people want to meet with you quickly. Boom. We, we can have, we can have somebody met, meet with them quickly and talk to them and also know the area. Yeah. Like we've got uh, quite a few people in our team that live in Burlington. So, it, I mean, we know the the markets, we have people that live and work in those markets. So it, It'll be really, really, uh, really good. So, and and now we have offices all across. So, which which makes it makes it even easier for uh, my team members to uh, to work and, and and bring clients and and do things. So they're all. It's an exciting uh, thing. I, I love working on projects, and uh, that's another great thing. Also, you know, just working and learning as I'm going.
2: You mentioned it, you know, beside the expediency of meeting with prospective clients is the knowledge of the markets where your agents are stationed. They know the community. They know the neighborhoods. They know the ins and outs, the good places, the bad places. And that's an important thing to have, especially if you're buying and selling homes in this market. Still to come on the Golfy Real Estate Show, we're going to chat about a couple that's calling for more affordable housing after, uh, well, vacating the housing market, going into the rental market and probably regretting that move. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Golfy Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamprin. Pleased to be joined once again with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, the website to go to is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, g o l if you have a topic idea or a question for the golfy team, send them an email. Questions at Questions at November is the month to buy. Why is November so active and in uh, the month to get into the market?
1: It is because for some reason, less less buyers are out there. Excuse me, less buyers are out there looking. And also the, you know what also, there's also less homes for sale, but the, but the homes are, are serious people that are looking to sell. And I found that, and I, and I sent you this, it said, if you look at the November prices right across for the past five years, you'll see that they kind of slip a little bit um, in November Mm -hmm. and, and then they spike up in the, like in the beginning of the new year. So, Right now, I mean, housing prices is high right now. Like, I mean, it's at an all time high regardless, but houses are staying on the market. Maybe instead of selling in seven to 10 days they're selling maybe in 20 days, but this is the opportunity for you to get something before the new year and and before the the rush comes in where uh, there's a, a ton of buyers coming into the market looking at buying. Now you're competing with them. So like I said, always, T- buy now. This is a good time to buy. I know you might feel it's expensive and everybody's thinking, Oh, will the market change? Yes, it, w- it may change. There's a possibility. But in 2017, if you look in March, uh, in 2017, you could see towards uh, the, the March, April, the, 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 mar- the market went up, 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 and then it kind of teared down a bit, but it took two years for it to get back to that level. So don't worry. I mean, housing prices, on average i mean it, it'll be hard to, to uh, find out in the future but housing prices double every 10 years even though they doubled in probably 7 years in the in the last 7 years but housing prices double so don't worry when you buy even if you overpay you're going to if you stay stay there for a long time you will benefit so what i'm saying is now's a good time to get some uh, to to purchase property now i've bought in properties through this pandemic i've bought i've bought in properties i'm not worried about the price I'm not because I know I'm more of a long-term uh, 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 real estate investor like I buy it I hold on and that's it so yeah the change is no problem it doesn't matter because I know it's gonna go up and it may hold the price may hold for two three four years it doesn't matter I got rental income to pay for that that real estate so I've got cash flow coming in to pay for that. So don't worry. And I know if, if you're purchasing a property for you to move in, well, you've obviously got a job to pay for the mortgage on that. Just keep paying it. Don't look outside. You'll, you'll be fine. So November, we're, we're right now, we're at the, uh, uh, mid, mid almost not quite the mid November. We're on the 12th. Um, is, uh, you still got time to, to get uh, to buy something that, uh, it'll be, uh, on average. And just like I said in the past episodes, I was looking at downtown Toronto in Yorkville. You buy out an expensive condo there right now. You close in March, April. I should look into this, uh, Rick. We should, we should bring this segment back in, in March, April of next year. We're going to do this clipping. Just remember this. I guarantee it that if you average sale price in Yorkville for a condo and then, and then look in four months from now, five months guaranteed, it'll be worth 200 to $300,000 more. It's a good opportunity to make a quick buck right there.
2: Wow. great advice. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining people just rushing online to check out this condo <laughs> to, to get in get in on the action. But w- we also want to mention uh, you know the price of homes has really gone up, but so too has the price of the, the in the rental market as well. and you have a list of freehold homes that have uh, different rental rates, but it, the common denominator is it's way more expensive now than it was in the past.
1: Yeah, it like so. If you look at uh, the rental market in uh, 2016, every month it varies, but it, it works about two thousand to twenty two hundred. Well, right now in like in November, this is in uh, in Hamilton. Right now, you're looking at almost twenty nine hundred dollars to find a place to rent in in the Hamilton, this is in Hamilton, uh-huh. Hamilton, Stony Creek. I'm not even including Ancaster or anything like that. This is Hamilton, Stony Creek. If you, if Ancaster in Glenbrook in there, I guarantee this was, this be over 3000 uh, a month to find a place to rent uh, like a, a freehold home. But I get it. Like, like rents have gone up quite a bit. And I don't know, like, a, like almost a $3,000 rent. Now they have to pay for their own hydro gas and hydro taxes. are not included, uh-huh. but, like it's, I, I think the, re- I think if you purchase a property, your mortgage would be less than 3000, yeah. depending on the price point. Now it is tough. Sometimes these people are, are behind the eight ball because they, it's hard for them to save because they don't make enough money to save to the down payment to buy a property because pay- all their money is going to rent. But, it's a, it's amazing what, what's ha what's happening with, uh, the rental market and look and look in uh, Burlington now $3,363 average rent or freehold in Burlington. So, and it gets expensive. And and I'll tell you, there's a lot of places in Burlington, you know, like the luxury properties they're getting five to $8,000 a month. I mean, people are paying that in the, but, uh, but it's, it is getting expensive and, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the city, the government is trying to figure out how to control this thing, and it's just out of control. They just, it, uh, and they're, and they've got all these different ideas, but I don't know if they're implementing them or not. But I feel for people out there. So, but, uh, uh, but there's the one couple from Welland. They're mm-hmm. actually trying to put a petition out.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting story. So, this is a Welland couple. They were actually in a home, and they sold it in 2016, and they moved into a smaller. Uh, apartment a two-bedroom apartment and now five years later they're regretting this decision because they they did not imagine spending 38 percent of their income on housing and if they knew that <laughs> they would have stayed in their house i can't imagine how many other people have done the same
1: absolutely they sold out and i mean first of all they sold before the 2017 market yeah. jumped so so they saw that happen and now with the 2021 the way that went, they're like, "Whoa!" They're like, they couldn't even get back into the market, so they they got out too soon, maybe. But I mean, at the time where these people were in 2016, they obviously said, "Hey, it's time for us to sell." Uh, maybe they were going to rent. Who knows what uh, financial things they had uh, problems or anything? But they decided to sell. Now they're spending 38 percent of their income. That's a lot. That's a lot of income. I don't sure if they're retired living on, on retirement pensions or anything like that, but that is a lot of, of, uh, of their income going towards, uh, uh, housing. And, but now they're out of it. I know they're doing a petition, trying to get people to, you know, start, um, uh, affordable housing, but mm-hmm. the affordable housing, I don't know, like the government's always talk about it. Do you know how, do you know how you solve affordable housing? The government's got to build these places themselves. They've got to hire con- a company. Say, listen, we need you to build uh, a high rise apartment or a, and, and they control the rents or if they want to sell like, let's say, a, a complex of townhouses, you buy you buy a, a townhouse for a discounted price, but you're going to have to sell it at a discounted price. So don't think, you, you know, you can buy it you know, cheap and, and then sell it expensive five, 10 years down the road. You're going to have to go by whatever increments uh, inflation they want you to go up. That's the only way they're going to control it right. and and, they, and they'll and base it on their income and stuff like that. But otherwise it's not going to happen. It won't happen. I, these people are going around trying to get people to sign a petition politicians, you know, they're saying, yeah, 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 you're right. You know, I, I support you. I support you, but nothing really gets done. Uh, you know, like, like, I mean, we talk about this all the time and Rick, you, I mean, you deal with, with all the things that are happening
2: uh, with the, the city and, and, and you hear all different things, but, Is anything happening? Nothing is happening other than people talking. Basically, you know, there's too much red tape. Uh, We know that there is a supply issue. The, The big, you know, debate or one of the big debates in the city is the urban sprawl debate and either expanding the urban boundary and, you know, chewing up some agricultural lands to build more homes, which many feel won't be affordable homes. And, um, you know, the, the flip side of that is in, in the one that I'm leaning towards in terms of being more favorable is looking at, you know, those spaces in the city, those brownfield sites, those empty lots, whatever the case is, and not necessarily building, you know, uh, 60 story monstrosities, but, uh, you know, uh, things that are, you know, low rise Kind of condos, you know, three, four stories, several units in there, and gear them towards more affordable housing. And, you know, kind of falls in line with kind of what this petition is calling for. They're asking the city of Welland to make any new planned development include, you know, a, a certain percentage of that development be geared towards affordable housing units for seniors or those who just, you know, need that subsidized kind of help. I, you know, I guess the tricky part is, you know, once these developments are built and maybe 10% is set aside for seniors, another 10% for affordable housing units, you know, is the stipulation only seniors can move into that home and only people who need subsidized rents or whatever the case is can move into those homes? Because now it's kind of a split kind of subdivision, right? And that, as a developer, I'm not sure you want to be involved in that.
1: No, they don't. They, You know what I mean? Developers can't make money. That's why the, that's why. The city has to buy the land develop it themselves and do it otherwise it's not gonna happen it, it, it just it, 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 it's tough and I know there's a project coming down uh, not too far from uh, uh, st. Joe's near uh, Corktown and they the, the developers bought some land there that that uh, they have the low-income housing in uh, in Hamilton and I know a developers purchased some of it and They've worked out something where they have some low, low income housing, uh, affordable housing. But that affordable housing is going to happen. Whoever is the first in line to get it. But then after once they sell down the road, it's not going to be affordable for the next person that's moving in. I I don't know how it works. I don't know. I know the city. I I get it. You know, they're not going to like what I'm saying, but I know they talk about it to let everybody know that they're talking about it and they, and to let everybody know that they're thinking about it, but it's really nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. And it, it, but the only reason they bring it up is because they know it'll satisfy people to say, Hey, at least they're, they're talking about it. And, but you know what? Talking about it, anybody can do, but doing it, you know what? They just, they need, they need, they need somebody, a business person to go and say, listen, we're going to buy some land. We're going to build and go from there because they have the power to change uh, to change uh, zoning on different properties, and they can do it. Look at it, you go on James Street, uh, uh, James Street uh, North, there's uh, there's a, a, a townhouse complex that's been boarded up for how long? What's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Like, that looks like there's an acre or more there that, like, I mean, they, they kicked everybody out of there because they're going to develop it, but they didn't have to kick anybody out of there till like, Like it's been empty. I drive by there almost every single day and it's been empty for probably two years. So why, why, why is it taking so long to do anything there? So uh, it's, you know, it's just taken, taken forever to, you know, to do anything. And that's why, that's why rental uh, is expensive in, in, in the Hamilton Burlington. And that's why housing is expensive. They're sitting there boarded up townhouses and, uh, and nobody's uh, occupying them. Mm
2: There are there are some good you know uh, encouraging developments in terms of city housing Hamilton. There's a new refurbished kind of high rise for seniors and those who need affordable housing on Houston Street. I don't, I don't remember the name, but it's a it's a green building as well. So that's you know a positive thing. Uh, you know yep. the, the the provincial government is setting up this uh, you know this task force to look at housing affordability. Uh, and, you know w- what that entails and and what that means. Uh, you know remains to be seen at least. At least we're having the discussion and we're developing these strategies, but now we got to see some action, basically. Oh,
1: we have to. We have no choice. We have to see action because it, it's caught up to us, and uh, there, it's just. And, and if they don't do take action fast. Um, we're we're going to be uh, in this situation for a long time, and, and here, they got to start building and building a lot more.
2: Yeah, and here's the sobering thing too. And this is not necessarily for seniors and those who who need affordable housing. It's just you know home buyers and sellers in general, m- mostly the home buyers. Is you know we're hearing rumblings more and more that you know with fl- inflation going up, interest rates might be climbing sometime next year in terms of the central bank. So that means mortgages might be a little bit higher. It might become even more unaffordable to get into a house
1: oh yeah i mean when people have to renew their mortgages or or whatever yeah they're gonna they're gonna feel the pinch they're not gonna be able to go out for uh for uh, dinners uh and order out as much as they used to they're gonna have to sit in and cook uh just like they did at the beginning of the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) but uh but uh but otherwise yeah it uh you know everybody will just have to buckle down and i mean uh every recession or any any anything in the economy that changes people have to change and uh and, and, and we're resilient and people do so it, it'll it'll be uh it, it won't be a problem that you know i don't think it'll be a problem even if interest rates go up uh you know one and a half percent or whatever i mean rick i'm I, i'm used to, like i remember paying 13 percent in <laughs> at one time and uh, that's that, insane you know and then and, and then the generation before me they pay they were paying 18 to 23 percent so wow. so i mean so we're uh we're 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 doing pretty good with interest rates, even six percent, even though it's not something we're used to because it's been so low, such a long time, but we're, we're doing pretty good uh, as, 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 uh, as the Canadian people are doing.
2: Still to come on the show, we will talk about uh, apartments at malls are apparently the next big thing in Toronto's real estate landscape, and who knows, we might see some of that here in Hamilton as well. And could New Zealand's radical new housing law help this country curb its skyrocketing real estate prices? We'll get to that as well. You're listening to The Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the Advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of The Advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML. Homeward bound. I wish I was homeward bound. Home, where my thoughts are escaping. Home, where my music's playing. Home, where my love lies waiting in silence.
2: Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprint here, joined once again by Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, The Golfie Team. You can find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot Follow The Golfie Team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, The Golfie Team, at 905 575 7700 Online at robgolfi.com. Again, that's robgolfi.com. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at RobGolfi.com. Still to come, apartments at malls, apparently the next big thing in Toronto. But, um, of course, Canada has had its, uh, you know, affordable housing woes or unaffordable housing woes, I guess most accurately. New Zealand as well is in that boat, even more so. And they've come up with a what they're calling a radical new law Intended to reduce their housing crunch. So what are they doing? Well, uh, they've developed uh, up to or they're going to they'll allow New Zealanders to develop up to 50 percent of their land and build up to three stories without requiring consent from municipal authorities. And while they don't mandate developments of existing homes, they mean that New Zealanders now have much more freedom to build on their land without butting up against municipal planning laws. Um, this is interesting. I'm not sure if it would work here, but interesting nonetheless.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know what they have a major crisis. They're worse than we are, and and but it it looks like we're following them. But they only have a population. I think is it five five million people in that uh, small little country. Yeah, it's not it, nowhere I, near I us. I, no, it's nowhere near us, but and they also don't allow uh uh foreigners buying properties in their in their in their country. If they did, they'd they'd be really out of in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like so yeah. so so right now, um what they they're you're right, they're allowing you to build up to fifty percent of your property mm-hmm. and you can put two or three residents up to three stories tall on your property. They're just saying so, so basically they're passing a law. So, cause they need, they need to build houses fast and they need, they need housing and they have such a shortage and they figure this will probably do it. Um, I, you know, it, it's, I mean, some neighbors aren't, aren't going to like it. There's going to be a lot of issues. Parking's going to be an issue. It just depends how how big your property is. Like, I mean, if you have, if you have a house uh, that's a hundred, by let's say a hundred by a hundred foot lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can build another house on that. Right. And, uh, you just got to figure out where to put it cause you, you can't move the current house. So you might put it in the back of the property or whatever, you know, it, it just depends where your, where your house is situated. But I mean, so here's an opportunity for people to make money, on rental income and uh and also you know their values of their properties will be a lot greater down the road when they sell because now people are buying two houses on one lot versus mm-hmm. one house on one lot that's it so i i guess there it's so bad there that they have to do something and this is probably the easiest quickest way for them to do it and i don't know what else they can do cuz they're the, so far behind
2: yeah that's the first thing i thought of so this law allows new zealanders to build up to 3 homes per lot um if if the if the original homeowner who's building all these homes or allowing developers to build homes on their lot if they sell their house does the person who buy their house now control the rent for those other homes i'm guessing that's how it works
1: yeah i i I don't
2: like i don't have the
1: the total details of it but i would assume if you're going to build a secondary residence on your property it belongs to the primary resident that the owner of the mm-hmm. property. Yeah. Like I don't think cause they're saying you can build up to three homes on one, on one property. So that, so obviously the deed belongs to one person. So when you sell the property, you may have a house, like maybe your house is worth 600,000. It's a bungalow, just like any house, house in, in Hamilton or Burlington, but let's use a Hamilton price. Let's say $700,000 for a bungalow. Now you've got a, a large lot, which in the in the fifties and sixties, you know, you're you're building on on uh, houses on large lots. You can fit another house on there. So now, is that house going to be worth one point two, one point three million now because you got two houses on there? Mm-hmm. So you got two residents, and and you can rent out one and and live in the other or have an in law. It, it's hard to tell. So I mean, it's going to be a new thing. Um, I don't know if Canada is going to do this. I don't know if Toronto or anybody's going to do this, but but there is such a shortage, and and they're going to allow they're going to allow the secondary residents. They're going to allow people uh, to put apartments in their basements because there is a shortage of everything, and, and and it's the only way they can control it. And they have to open it up for everybody. They have to, but I, I see this. I I can see them. You know, it's the only way they can do it to to make it through.
2: Very interesting. Uh, n- never mind the you know the infrastructure that has to be built in someone's backyard or, or front yard or whatever this you know uh, additional house is going, but now you're fighting over the driveway as well. So <laughs> that's another, oh, I, uh, yeah, I know, another... I know. I know. You call. fight
1: enough on the streets here in Hamilton <laughs> for a parking spot. I can imagine exactly. in your own owned, uh, property.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to chat about uh, apartments at malls. Apparently, the city of Toronto is uh, interested in doing this. We'll uh, get to that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900s.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML. A house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard.
2: And one last go-round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. And follow the Golfi team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfi Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Interesting story out of Toronto, where apartments at malls seem to be the next big thing. There are at least... Three major shopping centers in the GTA that are going to be including residences on site in the not too distant future. So picture a mall, and now picture a condo on top of that mall or within that mall. What do you think? I love it. I, I and I think,
1: and I think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, they've designated I think three malls, like you said. But I, I think I would, I would prefer that than just the regular one downtown in a downtown car because you can actually zip down on the elevator and, and you're in a mall. You can, you know, go to get a coffee, a little dinner and you don't even have to step outside to, to get that. I, I like that. And, uh, and I think, I think, uh, shopping malls, they have no choice. They, they have to do something because this, uh, pandemic gave uh, Amazon and all these online uh, companies uh, more leverage and uh, for people to shop. If you think about it, everybody got conditioned to order stuff online. We all got conditioned and then we got conditioned not to go to the store to buy anything. So here you go. So these shopping malls are, are, are going to be struggling and they're going to struggle even a lot more. So they're going to need the help to get zoning changes and to add residential condos on, on top of these, uh, on, on top of these malls. I, I could see it happening, uh, at, uh, uh Maple view, uh, Maple view mall in Burlington, mm-hmm. Lime Ridge down the road. I could, I could see it, see it happening. And, uh, it just, it's going to take a while for them to get the zoning to do it, all that kind of stuff. But, um, it's the only way they're going to survive in the U S they were saying a lot of these malls are struggling because of this pandemic mm-hmm. and, and a lot of them are going bankrupt. So what do you do with all these properties that you know that are sitting there? They're going to be vacant, vacant malls. So they got to do something with it. So maybe putting a high rise there with it, it'll help generate business for the mall, and also uh, it'll, it'll it'll keep the mall open and keep things rolling. But. But we're in a different we're in a different world now. You know what I mean? So we they got to come up with new concepts. I remember remember everybody shopped downtown years ago, so everybody went downtown. So the downtown, a lot of the downtown, uh, you know, main streets or whatever in all these uh, cities and towns, they were the they were the hub. That's where everybody went to get their stuff. Then the, then the, the the shopping malls uh, opened up. Well, the shop, then everybody went to the shopping malls. Then the downtowns ended up becoming abandoned. Well, now, then after the shopping malls, we ended up having the big box stores in these big areas. And so now the next step is the the online. So things are changing. Like every twenty years, there's there's a change, and, and you got to adapt to it if you're if you're a mall owner. And, uh, and, but things are changing Amazon in 20 years right now from now, they're going to see changes that are going to be happening. Who knows, who knows what it's going to be? I can't predict the future, but, but there is going to be a change of something in 20 years right now, Amazon's going to, you know, they're reaping the benefits and the glory of, of, uh, selling online and and everybody got conditioned to order from them. They have everything, but what's going to happen in 20 years. That's going to be the thing that you have to look out for.
2: The uh, The three malls in the GTA that are uh, planning for this, Scarborough Town Center, Yorkdale Shopping Center, and uh, Square One in Mississauga. And I, I can see a place like Lime Ridge doing it, like uh, Mapleview Mall, as you mentioned. Uh, it would bring new meaning to, you know, uh, last-minute Christmas shopping. You know, basically just got to go downstairs to the mall, <laughs> then up the elevator to your condo, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: exactly, exactly. I mean, hey, I love the idea. I think it's great. I mean, the the I I'm sure they got the parking. Parking lots are filled at Christmas time, but I'm sure they will dig deep and go do some underground parking uh, if they're putting a, a big high rise there. But definitely, I think it it, it has to happen if these guys are going to survive because there's a lot of shopping malls across Canada and they're going to need to do something to survive because a lot of people are shopping online. They're not walk. They're not going to the to the malls anymore. So they they're definitely going to have to step it up and 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 the government. And the cities are going to have to, you know, pass some zoning changes and and hopefully they do it in time before everybody's bankrupt.
2: That's a good point, too. we get a to run. Rob, great show as always. Thanks for joining us, and thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9, right here on 900 CHML.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.